0: Before we dive into our rad new ep, we want to acknowledge the traditional owners on the land on which we record, the Wurundjeri people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and to the ongoing living culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. What's up and welcome to the Girls going to Work podcast. I'm Hayley, a recovering awkward person and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Join me and some of the best babes in the biz as we spill the tea on the rad, the bad and the mad reality of running a business. So pop this potty in your ear for your hot girl walk or while you work and enjoy today's episode. Hello bestie, welcome to the latest episode of Girls Gotta Work. I'm so happy that you are here for today's episode. It's a goodie, I'm not gonna lie. I've been fangirling over this lovely, amazing person who's about to be on the app, probably for the last two years, maybe more. But before I tell you about the episode, little update on what's been happening over the last fortnight. It's been a humongous year thus far. I think I've said this on multiple occasions, especially on Instagram, and your girl is tired. I am tired. So from tomorrow, I'm actually, I know it's going to be hard to believe this workaholic is taking some time off. I absolutely love my business and I love working, but I'm tired. I've been burnt out. So I'm doing absolutely nothing. That's a lie. I am (laughs) going to do a bit of a staycation in the city because really I should have booked some kind of tropical holiday away, but I let my passport expire. I know I'm really good at work admin, but life admin, she lacking. Um, So yeah, having a week off, super excited about that. And if you aren't following us on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing, but I let Instagram fam know that we now have some merch, super exciting. It is print on demand. So if you don't know what that is, it's literally you order it and they print it on demand. It's exciting because it's less waste. It's less stock that I have to hold here in my townhouse in Melbourne. And I also get to support another business. So I love that. So check it out in the link in our show notes and have a look. We've got sweaters, we've got shirts, we've got Tote bags. I love seeing girls go to work. Stuff out in the wild. Tag us in any pictures. Slide into the DMs if you want to know more about how all this print on demand fancy stuff works. It's exciting. But today's episode is even more exciting. I am interviewing the amazing Ellen from Baby Pink Gin. We run through so many things. She is another amazing multi-passionate entrepreneur, and I know I am, and I love chatting to women in business, and we chat about what it means to be a female founder, what that looks like, the struggles, the ups and downs. We chat about imposter syndrome, how to manage your day better, so many juicy, delicious nuggets of wisdom from this amazing woman. So I'm going to stop telling you about it. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, Ellen. I am such a fangirl of yours. I'm super excited to have you on the potty today. How are you going?
1: Good. Oh, that's so nice. I'm blushing. Yeah, I was honored to be asked. As I said before we started recording, I haven't done a podcast in a few months and I love taking the time out of the day to just have these in-depth chats. So Yeah. yeah, fun. thank you.
0: Talk all things business. We love that. For our listeners who don't know who you are, I'm a bit of a stalker, so I already obviously do. Tell us a bit about your business journey, how like you've started and gone on to start not one, but two, but three businesses and running those. And how did you discover that you were like multi-passionate? Was it really hard to pick one thing? Is that why you do all the things? Tell us. (laughs)
1: <laughs> obviously, it is hard for me to pick one thing. So, my name's Ellen Weigel. I am the founder and CEO of Baby Pink Gin. I'm also the co-director of Flaunt Marketing, a marketing agency, and I'm the creator of Female Founders Festival, a biannual open to public market here in Melbourne. So, yes, obviously, I juggle a lot of balls as a lot of female founders do. Yeah. Uh, most of my time is split between Flaunt and Baby, so... Yeah. Flaunt marketing. I co direct the agency with my mum, Sharon Lowe. That's like so every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a constant juggle between baby and flaunt. And then twice a year, we kind of deep dive into Female Founders Festival, yeah. which is essentially a marketing activity for Baby Pink Gin. So it's an yeah. offshoot of, of baby.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You're definitely doing all the things, which I am also guilty for. So this next question is a little bit selfish because I want to know. How do you do all the things? Like, do you have any tricks to manage your time? Especially, I can't imagine a a marketing agency and Baby Pink Gin are easy to do. So are you analytical about how you spend your time or do you just jump straight in when you've got to do something?
1: I am pretty analytical. I think like a lot of people who can relate, I got diagnosed with ADHD Mm. late in adulthood. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't talk about a lot. Yeah, understanding that helped me to understand my brain so much more and understand why I use the coping mechanisms that I do so I've always been a super organized person and it's either like have everything perfectly organized or it's gonna you know crash down like a house of cards so well firstly I'm a big believer in striking while the iron's hot in terms Mm -hmm. of motivation yeah So something that I've Learned from always working for myself and where I'm a little bit different from, you know, a lot of my good friends who work nine to five jobs mm-hmm. is that I tend to just work when the motivation strikes yeah. certain things. So if the energy's there, you know, really just going for it. And when it's yeah. not there, not pushing it.
0: Yeah, that's a great one.
1: So That's one thing where you just have to kind of like lean into your intuition. It doesn't matter if it's between the hours of nine to five. It doesn't matter what day it is. And it also doesn't matter if between the hours of nine to five or nine to 12, you're not feeling motivated. It's like, instead of sitting there at your computer and staring at it, doing nothing, just being like, okay, well, this isn't happening right now. So I'm going to go for a walk or go to the gym or do something that's not this. And you'll often come back even just like half an hour later and all of a sudden, you know, you'll have the motivation to do it. But in saying that, I also use time blocking a lot. Yeah. So if you see my calendar, it looks like I'm super, super busy and popular. Yeah. Literally like have lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Every single thing. (laughs) Like every single thing I'm doing, like... You know, everything on my to-do list is there. So I'm yeah. a big person. So usually at the start of a big project, I like to list out every step, yeah. uh, at, you know, in as much detail as I can. And then I go into my calendar and look at realistically, where can I fit in all these steps Yeah. and how, you know, how long is this going to take? And then obviously at the start of each day, nothing new to-do list, time blocking, it's usually, usually I don't have to do much of a to-do list because it's my day is time blocked. Like it's yeah. already, it's like, oh yeah, okay. I got to draft that blog post today or that yeah. might be something that I put in like two weeks ago. So yeah, ADHD is, you forget things, you write it down and then you forget them. So yeah. I kind of am always like checking in with my future self. Yes. <laughs> In two weeks' time, you need to draft this because in two <laughs> weeks time it's due. Yeah. And then I just log on and look on my calendar. <laughs> <Pastella>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely need physical things in place. But yeah. at the same time, if it's not coming to me, it yeah. is very creative or requires a lot of motivation. You know, some days it might be that. I want to spend half the day or I'm supposed to spend half the day going around to bars and restaurants and pitching the gin, and you know, yeah. meals stay. And sometimes you just don't yeah feel like doing that. Like you might have, you know, be having a bad hair day or you just don't want to be around people that day. Like you're just not yeah. feeling super introverted that day. So yeah, just being flexible with yourself and kind with yourself as well.
0: That's such an important lesson. Like you've dived into a lot. So I'm going to have to like re-listen and write all of this down. <laughs> but I am similar to you in the fact that I am an advocate of doing it. What works best for you? Because some people are night hours. Some people are morning people. Like I'm kind of like, there's like a meme. It's like, I'm a just tired pigeon, like in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right, but something like that. <laughs> so yeah, I get really bad decision fatigue. So like if I'm in like the prime, like today I'm making every single decision for the rest of the week. I'm going to do that. And similar, like I'll block it out on a Monday. It's normally a Sunday for like my whole week, because I know by Friday, I'm like, I don't want to decide what font color that's going to be. Or like most of the time, it's like what I'm going to have for dinner on Friday. I decided that last week. So it's like such an important thing to remember that we are different and yeah, be kind and do what works best for you.
1: Love that. I think that's one of the best things to come out of COVID and the whole working from home thing because I've kind of always been like that and yeah. I feel super like judged by, yes. I don't know, friends or family who, you know, working from home was like sort mm-hmm. of being, you know, so lazy or yeah. You know, getting your nails done in the middle of the day, or working on the weekend, or Monday off, or something. It was like, oh, like what? You can't, you can't do that. Like you must be being lazy, or must not be very busy. But the flexibility and people understanding, as you say, that we're all different and we all are different times. It's just so helpful because there's just no point thinking that everyone is going to have their most productive you know, headspace between nine and five. Yeah.
0: It's so unrealistic. And yeah, exactly that. Like out of COVID, like it's unrealistic to think that that is going to be the thing. And I definitely have fallen guilty to like, oh, I'm not being productive because I can't work in my nine to five hours, but it's sometimes (laughs) it's as simple as like changing your space. So like I live in a townhouse and my office is downstairs. I'll just move upstairs to like the dining table. And then I can like smash out five hours worth of work. And I was like, I've been sitting in my office for five hours and did two emails. Like what the hell? Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just like listening to yourself and being kind with yourself and not being like, I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. So why yeah. is it happening? Yeah,
0: love that. Well, thanks for sharing that little tip. Mm-hmm. So I listened to you on a podcast maybe, oh, God, I think last year or the year before. I think it's called Shake Up, Mr. Consistence Podcast, Shake It yeah. Up. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I really got an understanding of like your values and why you do what you do. And one of the ones that I think shines through the most is your value on like supporting small women in business. Was this like a big driving force to like start like the female founder fest? And I know Baby Pink Gin is like 100% female. Yeah. We're, the only,
1: yeah. we're the only 100% female owned spirits company That's in Australia. Right. Yeah, so. I think the passion for helping other female founded small businesses sparked from there. Yeah. But I actually didn't set out to be Australia's only hundred percent female yeah. spirits company. I didn't actually know that we were that until yeah. like 18 months in. Yeah. Wow. And people in the industry were kind of telling me, I think you might be. And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't feel comfortable making that claim, like because yeah. short. Sure, that's I want me. to check. <laughs> like, surely not. Yeah, but yeah, I I did all the research I could. I spoke to everyone in the industry. Yeah, and, yeah, it's true. And so that was really sad, but cool to just yeah up because I think throughout my journey, I've become like even more of a feminist. Like, yeah, when I started the business. It came out of wanting to do something more independent. So yeah. I was working with my mom. She started our marketing agency when I was born. Mm-hmm. And I studied marketing at uni. And yeah always looked up to her and saw her job as something amazing. Yeah, um, knew that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, working with family business has so many pros and cons. yeah, one con is that, yeah, you you don't feel super independent. And, everyone in my family has their own business from my grandparents and yeah, my parents and my step parents as well, wow. which I didn't really...
0: connect the dots straight away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought about that when I was younger, but you know, it just seems normal yeah. to make your own business. And none of my parents, you know, came home from work from like a boss or, yeah. uh, you know, it's always been flexible and normal. Um, And you see the highs and lows of having your own business. So I think that entrepreneurial spirit was always there for me and I kind of dipped my toe in working with mum because I certainly get an element of that and I knew that there was kind of a succession path there but yeah I just really had the drive to do my own thing on the side yeah yeah the story goes that you know I was really into gin and Australian spirits and I was growing quite a collection and a passion for and I was going to every distillery I could and you know, reading books and it was just like, it was just a hobby. I didn't see it as a business, but yeah I just, with all of my marketing training and really deep diving into Australian spirits, I realized how badly the women are marketed to in the alcohol. Yeah. Industry. So usually when you see alcoholic products or this is in a lot of industries but we'll stick with alcohol that are seemingly marketed to to women or feminine Mm -hmm. people uh, whether they're pink or sparkly or cutesy like I love but the problem is that most of the time those products are pretty crap they're kind of like the crap versions of stuff so if you look at anything in the more expensive price range at a liquor store it will usually be very manly so you'll have you know, very manly looking, light and dark spirits, wines, stuff like that. And even the more expensive, you know, champagne and vodkas, they're they're quite manly. So I wanted to give the girlies something to actually relate to because I was finding that I was having in my early 20s, having to kind of pick between you know, taste and, and aesthetic. So something yeah. that I looked at on the shelf and was like, that's me, like girly, yeah. cute. it's going to make an amazing looking cocktail versus the stuff that I knew actually was premium and tasted good.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was always compromising because yeah. the stuff that was premium and tasting good I didn't really relate to from a branding perspective. Yeah. So I guess that probably should have been a massive red flag in terms <laughs> ownership in yeah the spirits industry but I just thought that maybe the marketing was average <laughs> yeah that that's kind of where where baby started and yeah. then I suppose I don't know I I started to get more confident mm-hmm. speaking about me being the founder of the business yeah what's really interesting looking back on is probably our first like 18 months in business you wouldn't yeah. have said me like on the website or on the socials or anything. Yeah, really? Like, Cuz I was so scared to put myself out yeah. there throughout like the year that it took me in R&D where I was approaching, you know, distilleries and creators and mentors in the industry and stuff like that. It was um very much saying, well, I thought that it was very much a negative that a young woman was behind mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. you know, people would think She doesn't know what she's doing. How could she do this? She doesn't have the experience. She doesn't have distilling background, and it's girly, so it's quality. And so that really scared me off from being the face of the company. And obviously, if you look at our marketing now, it's pretty much like our number one thing, really heavily leaning into the female founder. Yeah. And obviously I'm doing podcasts like this. And then when it came to Female Founders Festival, I think it was more about giving other female founders, small businesses, a platform to meet their customers in person.
0: Yeah, amazing. So
1: my first two years in business, similarly to a lot of, you know, small female-owned businesses, our first two years were in lockdown. Yeah. So a lot of us achieved Really amazing ecom sales, really amazing kind of like TikTok growth and yeah. everything like that, and created a really solid customer base yeah. and online. But we hadn't actually like met anyone, like we hadn't yeah. met you. So as soon as I could, I started to do like Friday and Saturday tastings at Dan Murphy's. Yeah, and I also started to do craft markets. Yeah, down in the Mornington Peninsula. And I just, it gave me so much confidence meeting people that had been following the brand for a long time, or even just people discovering it and seeing people try it in person and explaining it to them in person was so much easier and more beneficial than, you know, a social ad or Instagram. Yeah. I just, the effect that it had on people to meet me in person and have me saying, you know, this is, my product. This is why I created it. Yeah. You should taste it. It just made such an impact. So yeah, I guess I had grown a bit of a friendship basis. Yeah community of other, you know, female small business owners in Melbourne. And we've got this amazing space here at the Commons in Collingwood. So they're kind enough to to host us here and sponsor yeah. us for the event. And, yeah, it's really the only time that the girls get to meet meet their customers and have yeah. customers like them and, yes, yeah, see people's reactions, of trying the product, and they get mm-hmm. feedback, and the energy is like nothing else. So that's probably yeah. the most rewarding thing that I do.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So many things to unpack there.
1: Sorry, I just went on and on. I love
0: love it. I know everyone's going to get a lot of value from that. And I I think parts of your story, people are going to resonate with it wholeheartedly. I mean, starting a business in general is hard enough, but then starting a business that's in more of a male dominated industry, of course, there's going to be fears there. Of course, there's going to be setbacks and stuff like that. So I think it's amazing that you've turned kind of that situation into something that is like female founder now where you're giving other women in business the tools to build that confidence because it's it's it is hard and on socials you can only get so much and I think sometimes even I mean there's keyboard warriors but sometimes you're still not as comfortable to be like yeah I love this on Instagram you might not but getting to do that in person and create that and facilitate that is amazing in another business life I did like artisan markets when I lived in Queensland and it is the funnest thing you get in-person real-time feedback on your products I sold pun greeting cards and like designs like that and stuff so it's always fun when like people pick up a card and like giggle and you're like yes I thought of that like that's so good
1: it's so yeah. rewarding so we really lost that right I mean yeah. we know bricks and mortar stores yeah right for our businesses and that's how yeah. But yeah, that face to face interaction with a customer and the face to face interaction they get to meet the founder of the like I mean I'm a sucker for it. Like anytime I it's yeah, so or anything like that I'm just like if I meet the founder and like someone is telling me like why they put their heart and soul into a business I'm just like take all my money all like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm such a here's my credit card <laughs> yeah literally like I'll buy it at all so yeah it's nice to see other people feeling that and it's nice to give the girls confidence because I mean yeah a lot of these businesses like me for the first couple of years you're running by yourself from yeah. your yeah and- there on Instagram and yes, your followers are going up and you're getting sales and that's, um feels great. Yeah. But yeah, there's nothing better than someone, you know, tasting the gin for the first time and going, wow, that is delicious. Like, well yeah. done. Like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could listen to this on repeat all day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm such a sucker too. Like There's one of my girlfriends that every time I like catch up with her, I've got a new thing and she's like, "Haley, I love your handbag. And I was like, oh my God, let me tell you about it. It's like from this found, like this maker, like they did this and they did this and they started their business because of that. And I was like, this is why I bought it. Here's the link to buy the thing. And she's like, oh my God, (laughs) Haley!" But I'm like the same. I'm like, take all my money. Tell me the reason why you created that thing. I want to know. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's fascinating. Yeah. When you know how much work it takes. Yeah. create something but then have the guts to sell it and push through everything. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to you just want to support people. I mean, you yeah. may as well because you're going to buy crap from big companies anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why we always host our markets. We host the um one in the first week of December. Yeah. So that's like the idea is that people can do all of their Christmas shopping there. We're trying to get more <laughs> male gifts there. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you can pretty much do like all your Christmas exactly. shopping for all the females in your <laughs> store. Because I mean, yeah, no one wants to go to Westfield and do yeah. their shopping way. And online, you know, can be can be stressful to yeah. presence online in time. So yeah, you give people an excuse like buying a gift or something. Yeah. Yeah. They just come away with like everything. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're happy for it. Um, Well, I could definitely talk about wins and women in business forever, but I'm going to change it a little bit because we know the reality of running a business is fucking hard. So I'd love to know, have you ever experienced moments of like doubt or imposter syndrome or just fear that it's not working? You touched on it a little bit, but I'd like to dive into it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Like literally every second of every day. (laughs) Yeah, same girl. (laughs) Like literally... (laughs) And I think, you know, it it's hard to keep those thoughts out. I'm a huge yeah. believer in energy and manifestation, mm-hmm. and like yes, true, 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 true belief in yourself. So I think of those thoughts as like, you know, little parasites, and it's like, yeah, get out. I don't even have that thought. Um, so you know you try not to fully believe them but they they're always creeping in and they're always back there you know especially in the days of social media Mm -hmm. I mean if people think it's hard being you know personally on social media you know you're constantly comparing yourself to people and what they're doing and what they look like and stuff. I mean, it's like that for a business as well, right? Because all you see is other businesses wins. And although like, you're super happy for them, of course, you can't help but compare yourself. Yeah. And, you know, we know logically that you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. Like we yeah. show the tip of the iceberg and that that's, you know, not the reality. But I, I love now that People are using platforms like TikTok, yeah, now Threads, to be just a bit more like candid and honest about yeah. things like burnout or yeah, imposter syndrome. Yeah, because you don't want to be negative. It is healthy and helpful to know that you're not the only one. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to balance. I mean, I always try to remind myself. I always try to get back into my headspace of myself, like at 24,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: trying to launch the business and just thinking, like, if I had, if that 24 year old self had seen me now, yeah, be like crying, throwing up, like so happy, (laughs) yeah, crying happy tears, happy tears. (laughs) She would be like so so proud, but yeah, real. I discuss this a lot, but it's a really 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 hard thing to feel proud of yourself. Mm. I don't know if other people yeah. experience it. But sometimes I find like this is an example for me, which like sounds crazy to yeah. say out loud, but like when I got the email from Forbes Australia to say like, yeah. did you want a collaborative writer? I was like, oh, my God, are they serious? And, like, I felt this real, like, sense of, like, holy shit, like, this yeah. is amazing. But then when it actually happens, yeah, you don't feel that. You don't,
0: you yeah, don't okay. feel what
1: you're going to feel. Yeah. You know, like, you, wow, like, if I got into Dan Murphy's, like, I would be so happy and, like, yeah. so proud of my breakdown in tears and, like, just be so overwhelmed. And then it happens and you don't feel like that because I yeah. think like as women, we're really bad at celebrating our wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're kind of just like because I'm a solo founder as well. Yeah. I don't want to be like calling up everyone I know every time I have a <laughs> like, like,
0: look okay. what I did.
1: <laughs> like open the champagne, guys. Like we're <laughs> like I think that's where I get jealous of people who have co-founders yeah. or like teams that have been yeah. with them since the start. It's kind of yeah. like, like you get a little cake or you get to pop the champagne, whereas usually with me, I'm just sitting at my desk by myself and it's like, <laughs> that's was cool, I guess. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. like, well, Um, like moving on and that can be really unhealthy, but yeah, it's yeah. uncomfortable to say like, whoa, look at me yeah (laughs) so yeah they fall into this imposter syndrome yeah yeah there's
0: definitely I think you're right when you say that I think there's definitely elements of all of us where we haven't been good at celebrating our wins and like the achievements but I think that's where like having great people in your life whether they're a part of the business world or not I think if they can lift you up and be like yeah girl look what you fucking did that's so great but also taking pockets of time, like you might not necessarily be able to do it all day, every day, but like pockets of time where you're like, fuck, yeah, I did that. Like I recently just bought a car and it's not like the fanciest car at all, but it's like the first time I've bought myself a car. It's the first time I've like spent all this money from my business. And every time I open my garage, I'm like, yeah, look what yes. you fucking did.
1: <laughs> a car is good. A car is yeah. a daily reminder I, yeah. I do the same, but yeah, I think that lack of celebration, yeah, because you're not feeling like yeah, age, then you're feeling imposter syndrome because you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm like, you know, I'm not that great, like because yeah. you actually like leaned into like, well, actually, yeah. I don't want to be great. <laughs> yeah, constant like push away of like, oh no, like I don't want to,
0: don't about don't, it, yeah. Uh,
1: a big deal so you don't really get to feel those feelings of like yeah I am the shit <laughs> yeah. I mean
0: well here's a takeaway for you is like yes Ellen you are the shit and yes you're allowed to think it <laughs>
1: <laughs> write it down Haley said <laughs> <laughs> you but yeah no it's funny like when you talk to people and you realize like everyone feels this way and you're just yeah, like definitely do you feel like that but yeah Everyone feels it and it's such a tricky thing but I think yeah I'm definitely trying to celebrate those little wins more so that yeah. when I have big wins or I do you know go to an event or you know meet with potential buyers and stuff like that you I can't yeah you confident like you're genuinely confident yeah because yeah. um, that's so important when it comes to sales and stuff as well All mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ties into its own thing and I think that is one of the core reasons that being a female founder is hard. Yeah, women lack confidence over men in business, yeah. just as a very generalized thing, and that's in my opinion. Yeah, we don't get as much funding. Why we don't grow as quickly? Why we don't scale as much? Because it's this lack of confidence mm-hmm. and ego that a lot of male entrepreneurs <laughs> have when they probably shouldn't yeah when <laughs> they probably should but that that's just my two cents <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I there's so much like research and like so much behind that and I think I do think it's changing I mean it's still a long way away I think people like yourself even though you probably don't want to hear it. People like us in this, we're in this new energy of like women in business and we're on like the cusp of this big change. And it's exciting to be a part of that. And I think more of us like representing and talking about how hard it is allows us to heal from all those fucking centuries of not me personally, but like women being pushed down and told they're not good enough. So I do think it's shifting. It's not going to change overnight but it's exciting to be like a part of that journey of the change I think
1: it's really really fun like even you know the generation before us yeah when who had an amazing career and they were maybe like the first or second generation who were able to have these amazing careers but you know no shade to them I mean that's just how it was they they were like every woman for herself like yes like you know a dog-eat-dog world because They had you to know, be. Couldn't go up together. Like it yeah. was pushing people out of the way to try and survive in, in business. And I just love that our generation now are like, don't have to do that. Yeah. And we can genuinely support each other. And, you know, even though I speak about that comparison thing, that that's different, you know, yeah. You still want to really. You're still so proud when you do see, you know, your friends getting amazing wins. Yeah. You know, introducing them to the right people, giving yeah. them advice, and people doing the same back. It just means that we can all go up so much quicker because we can all share our learnings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I love you know mentoring people and yeah. Yeah, it's just so fun and it's so nice. And yeah, the energy at Female Founders Festival. Even like people who come, like, even like dads who come, yeah. you know, older people that come, they're just like the energy here is like just love and wow. like uh, you know respect and yeah. celebration. Yeah, it's it's so fun.
0: That's amazing. Well, kind of on that, on the mentorship side of things, is there anyone that has been in your life that's been able to like support you wholeheartedly that you're like, I'm here because of like your help? Like, I know you mentioned you work with your mom and you looked up to her a lot. Is it definitely your mom, like,
1: or others? For sure, my mom. There's definitely others. My mom has never had done a product business. Yeah. So my, I have my mom to thank in terms of ingraining manifestation, vision boards, goals. Yeah. Me, reaching for the yes, space. mom. Yeah, like literally, she's got us through vision boards since I was like, I don't know, eight. Oh, that's beautiful. And she was always like the sole breadwinner, mm-hmm. she was mom, for a long time. Yeah, and was able to provide us with so much. Yeah, just on, like her business.
0: Yeah, amazing.
1: Started, and it's like you don't value that as a kid, but looking back, yeah. now, whoa, like. I can't believe like your business, you know, did all of that put us through private school and took us on holidays and it's just shit. Like you were amazing. But I think moving into alcohol and, and product, I needed to source some outside.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I credit David Vitale from Starwood Whiskey a lot in a lot of articles that I've done. He, um, I, I reached out to him like on a whim. Yeah, and he actually got back to me, Amazing. and I was like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" And he had a coffee with me for like three hours, and literally took me through like profit and loss, and yeah, wow, like uh, how to package stuff, and you know, lessons he's learned, and mistakes he's made, and I literally was about to give up at that stage because yeah. the, in the industry was so gatekeepery, and was like, yes. I had to figure out the hard way, so you have to as well. But I'm like, I don't, I, I literally have no idea what to you do. I don't even know where to start, guys. Just give yeah. me a crumb. So he he gave me like a whole cake. Like, amazing. That was amazing. And then a couple of years ago, I reached out to Danny and Jane, who were the founders of Two Birds Brewing. They were the first female-founded okay. brewery in Australia. Yeah. They're at 10 years older than me and started their business about 10 years before me. Yeah. Grown um, such an amazing business. So they um, are so lovely in terms of, I just feel like I can ask them anything in terms mm-hmm. of contacts and stuff. But yeah. And then it's just generally keeping up with everyone else in the industry and yeah. having copies with people starting their business and then watching them grow. Yeah. I mean, an example of that is is Sophie who started Ficky Folia fragrances. I don't know if you've come across her. I don't think so. She reached out to me maybe six months ago. Yeah. And, um, asked to come in to my office and in her lunch break. Yeah. And my brain just you know chat and connect. Yeah. Of course I said yes, and yeah, what she's doing now is like. Freaking amazing! I wear yeah. I wear her fragrance every day, and of course, she exhibits a female founders test. Actually, I think I've seen her on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it's like the white bottle with like the little white top, and yeah, she's yeah. always doing amazing TikToks. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun yeah. to like connect people and watch those collaborations come to life.
0: Yeah, it's like paying it forward for the people who helped you, kind of.
1: Totally, and in my experience, like all those people who were gatekeepery, yeah, purposely, you know, hold mm. advice from you, they are usually not very successful in the long. Yeah, time. yeah. The ones that are like really uh, generous with their advice and time, yeah ones that just have continued amazing success yeah so you know another thing my mum ingrained in me and that she's always thought is like there's enough you know business for everyone (laughs) there's enough customers for everyone there's enough money for everyone like yeah market share like what is the point of you know being like it's just, yeah. And then it does become a paying it forward thing. And it's so yeah. rewarding when you see, yeah, your advice, your connections, something like grow, blossom into something amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Honestly, I could frigging chat forever with business with you. So I'm <laughs> glad to get to have this conversation. Um, Before I kind of come to an end, I've got a couple of rapid fire questions. They're just kind of the first thing that comes to your mind. What is the one piece of advice you would give someone who's starting a business today?
1: Okay. I, I mean, it's hard.
0: It, just one, but okay. give us one.
1: <laughs> no, I say this one all the time, actually. Yeah. And it's don't take no for an answer and be really careful with who you're taking advice from. Yeah. So, like stick to your guns and listen to your gut. I always, always, always say if someone says you can't do something, it either means that They don't want you to do it, or they don't think they could do it.
0: Whoa, yes. So,
1: you you know, (laughs) sadly, there are people out there that might want us to fail, or they just don't have the confidence or the vision that they they have no idea. They're kind of
0: pushing you down. Yeah.
1: Either pushing you down, or they they just don't see how something's possible when, like, everything's possible.
0: Yeah. going to have Just a go.
1: go so you, uh, you always have people saying like, oh no, like that's not going to work or no one's going to help you do that. Or you're not yeah. going to that. It's like, okay. And then watch me. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> selfishly one of the most gratifying. Yeah. Do is like do things that they said you couldn't.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I tell Obsessed. Yep. Writing that down. Love that. Okay. What is the raddest thing about running a business or working for yourself?
1: Touching on the start of the conversation, I think it's definitely just being able to manage your own time yeah. and your own energy yeah. and not having someone say, you have to sit at this desk for these hours. And yeah, I think you get a lot more out of your energy.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Then what is the baddest? So the worst thing about working for yourself or running your own business?
1: Just the constant anxiety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Same girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did I forget
0: something? What was I doing?
1: <laughs> the constant anxiety, that self-doubt creeping in, Yeah. constant need for self-motivation can, can get tricky sometimes for yeah. sure.
0: Harder. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. Like, it's hard work. Don't be disguised by what we show on Instagram, guys. It's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then what is the maddest? So like good, bad, ugly, mind-blowing about running a business, something you've done in business?
1: I think the maddest thing that I've discovered is tying back to our earlier conversations about imposter syndrome. And it's you realise like it doesn't matter who they are. Like I've spoken to, you know, millionaires, people who have, you know, raised billions. Yeah. Literally no one knows what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Silly. No, and it's so funny. That we're just winging it. That. It's yeah. so funny, like, and like, every day. And, like, it, it's just, it's gratifying and helpful, but it's also really funny when you just speak to everyone and, like, you could meet, like, your mentors and your idols. Like, yeah. I can tell you, like, no, everyone's just kind of making it up. yeah, And just hoping it sticks. So I think that that. <laughs> the funniest thing
0: (laughs) that is so good (laughs) thank you so much for taking time out of what sounds like the busiest time ever (laughs) I have absolutely loved this chat I know everyone who is listening is going to love this chat so where can everyone find you tell us all the things give us a shameless plug for something
1: that's coming Okay, so on all platforms where Baby Pink Gin, you can see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff on TikTok, a lot of yeah. front of scenes stuff on Instagram. I'm Ellen Weigel, E-W-L-E-N-W-E-I-G-L, <laughs> and um, yeah, Female Founders Fest has its own accounts as well. But um, yeah, you'll get the most out of Baby Pink Gin. Hopefully, some exciting product launches later in the year. But we've also got little pop ups and events. Yeah throughout the year so yeah we'd love to we'd love to have you as part of our community
0: awesome well we'll tag all those things in the party description thank you so much thank you and that's a wrap bestie as always i've loved being in your ears sharing the highs and lows of running a business if you want to keep the party going come and join us on instagram and tiktok at girls gonna work podcast We are a small business, so if you're feeling extra kind, I would love it if you could like and subscribe to the platform of your choice and leave a review on Apple Podcast. This podcast was produced by the amazing team at Good Chat Media, so give them a follow if you loved the app. Thanks!